watching TV, watching Songs of Praise or X Factor or whatever else you want to watch, or we could be here on a night time. Again, how many people have come this morning to the service? And how many people have come again? Why? Because we want a bit more of a refreshment, don't we? We come to worship the Lord and we come to hear the word of God as well. Um, so something, it's right what uh, Fraser and David have shared about listening as well. Um, whether people agree with everything we say, there's a duty that if we feel it's the word of the Lord to listen to it um, and to try and receive it as much as we can. Um, so, like I said, what I'm going to talk about is choices tonight and what I've just said. We all have choices to make as well. We have a choice to come here. Silly little things in life where, you know, such choices as what we want to have for breakfast, what we're going to wear today. I like crunchy nut in the morning, sometimes Cheerios. If I have to make it myself, then, then there's a problem. Um, <laughs> what I like to wear as well, you know, we go to the wardrobe, we pick out an outfit, we put it on the bed, we go to the toilet, you come back, the outfit's gone, your wife's chosen another outfit for you because <laughs> your shirt and trousers don't match, uh, which is something I get told a lot as well. Um, and then there's a couple more serious choices, isn't there? Just pretty much everyday things that we talk about. And more serious ones as we go through life, things like a job. You know, what do we want to do with our time? You know, we, we leave school at 16, 18, 21 if you go to uni or you continue on. And the idea is you go to work, don't you? You find a job, you get money, and that's how you pay for things. And then sometimes in life you'll meet people who are, you know, 35, 40, you speak to them. And they've still not yet decided what, what they want to do as a job. It's quite weird sometimes where you get them and they might even be in a job, but it's not where they want to be. They've never got to that point of choosing exactly what they want to do. And then you speak to a 10-year-old who decides she wants to be a dentist. And you think, well, how did they get to that decision? What 10-year-old wants to do that when they should be playing? But something in their minds just click that they want to, uh, want to be a dentist. Um, and if anybody actually ever looks up the, the definition of a choice, it says, an act of choosing between two or more possibilities. It does actually go on to say the choice between good and evil, which then, I suppose, links into the choice of a life partner, where if you ever speak to somebody who's divorced, sometimes it can be evil, like they're talking about their ex-partner, because they're just not happy, and the relationship has got to a point where they can't even be with each other. Well, that's quite a funny point where it's saying the choice between good and evil. Obviously, not every choice is like that. The choice... You know, where you're, going to where you're going to go, what car you want. It's not a choice between good and evil. It's just something that we want. Um, it also describes it involving, making, involving mentally making a decision. So it's something that actually we actually think about consciously and subconsciously. Um, and if everybody can turn to Joshua 24, verse 15, please. What we've actually got here in this verse is Joshua speaking to his people. And if you look before in verse 14, he's talking about the gods the people used to worship. So, describes in 14, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt, and serve the Lord. Now, I'm not saying any of us worship with the gods, but the actual when we talk about the idols that some of us have in our life or some of the things that control us. Um, you know, some people struggle with all sorts of addictions, don't they, that 
stop them getting closer to God because they've just got that urge or that temptation to go and do it. So then if you move into verse 15, this is where it gets quite interesting. And Joshua says, If it is disagreeable in your sight to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves today whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served which were beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So the very first part of that, Joshua is actually saying that you need to make a choice. You need to choose. I think we all know God doesn't want people who sit on the fence, does he? I think Jeff shared before when, we, when he's spoken about identity, um, the other leaders have shared where Airedale at the moment is going, you know, it's moving forward, isn't it? There's different and decisions that are being made. You know, we've got the building work going on, different things that work in the, in the congregation. But it's a choice to, to trust in the leadership and to move forward. Um, and Jeff said, I think he said, doesn't want people who just sit on the fence who, when they want to contribute, they will. And when they don't think it's a good idea, well, I'm going to say, well, we won't associate ourselves with that because we don't want to get burnt as well. But Joshua is saying that God wants a choice. And the interesting part where he says, whether the gods which your fathers served, which were beyond the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. So he's actually saying, if you want to go and worship them and serve them, go and serve them. That's fine. You can do that. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So again, there's, there's no forcefulness about it. God doesn't want somebody sat here because they've been forced to sit here, does he? doesn't want anybody, anybody standing up and work, um, you know, pretending to put their hand up because everybody else is doing it. And My little niece, Sophia, does that. That's where she learns it from. She, she'll stand on a chair and she'll go like that. And you'll just look at her and you'll think, what are you doing? And you say, everybody okay? Like that, because she's seen everybody doing it. And she thinks, well, that's what you do when you come to church. You put your hand up. She doesn't understand it. But just by having a look around, it's something she's learnt to do. Um, I'll come stay there. So when we're looking at all the personal choices in our lives, we spoke about choosing a job, um, finding a life partner, getting a house. When it comes to the most important choice of all, which is to follow Jesus and accept him as Lord and Saviour. It's not as easy as, it always, as it's always made to sound, is it? You know, sometimes when you've got somebody <coughs> preaching up here or you're watching whatever, you're watching God Channel or somebody you know is a Christian and they're speaking to you, and then when you get saved, when you actually take that decision, the first couple of weeks are great, aren't they? I've found, and you speak to a lot of people, it's almost like a honeymoon period where everything's going right. You know, you're coming to church, you're loving it, you're bouncing off the walls. And then you come crashing down a bit because what happens? Reality sets in, doesn't it? You go back to work and you go back to living your life. And that's when it gets a bit complicated because there's things that creep in, isn't there? It's probably why it doesn't always make it the easiest way to follow Jesus. Um, And I don't think Jesus or God necessarily want it to be as easy as possible to follow them. I think, and it says, says in the Word that There's tests and tribulations out there. God never gives us a test that he doesn't think we can overcome. But he gives us tests almost to prove ourselves. You know, if we we want to follow God, then that's fine. It's not ticking a checkbox, but he wants us to be somewhere. We've all got to learn, haven't we? Never get to a a point where we think we know everything in Lord. 
Look at, look at George when he comes. George is, what, 76? And he's always got that, that encouragement and that, um, that motivation to keep learning something. It's incredible sometimes when you look at him, because if you ask him a question, he generally knows the answer, which can be a bit annoying sometimes. Um, but he does, but he's always, he's always there, receptive to hear, because he wants to keep on learning. So, I mean, what are some of the things that make it a bit difficult to, to follow Jesus? Well, probably fear. That's one thing. Fear of what people might say about us. You know, it's, it's easy being popular and it's easy following along with the crowd, but sometimes when you've got to start walking to a different beat or to a different step, it gets a bit difficult, doesn't it? You know, we all like being in a group of our friends. We all like, you know, socialising with each other. And sometimes when, when you're a bit outcast to that, it gets difficult, doesn't it? And that's where I think people can sometimes revert back into their old ways of, of wanting to be uh, where they were. And perhaps that's sometimes where they forget about God and exactly what he's done for us. So just what David shared there as well. Um, the Lord will watch over our lives for now and evermore. You know, we read these things, sometimes you can come across a nice psalm, can't you? And you think, wow, that's great. And it gives you a bit of a lift, doesn't it? And you sat there and you're thinking, wow, this is great. And if you, uh, if you can turn to Joshua chapter 1, verse 5, please. says, no man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Amen. In verse 9 it says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That's not bad then, is it? We've got God on our side. There's not a lot to worry about, is there? But we do worry, don't we? Why? Because it's a natural instinct to worry. It's just, just part of being human. There's times we do something and we think, oh, this is a disaster. I'm in for it now. That's it. The world's falling apart. I'm going to get sacked. Can't afford to pay the mortgage, so I'm going to get kicked out of my house. I'm going to have to move back in with my mum. This is going to be brilliant. And then we come on a Sunday morning and we listen to this and we read this. And it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a wow. Well, well, this is here. Why do I have a bit more conviction to believe it? That's that's what I think sometimes when you hear some of the great words that are said up there, or you speak to other people, and they give you these verses, and you read and you think wow. And then you go away and forget exactly what they've said. There's some th- sometimes things I do, and I, I need to in my own life really get a grip of of what people say in, the, in these in these verses because they're not just wrote down here as a coincidence. Somebody's not just decided, right, well, I'll have a go at writing part of the Bible. Let's have a go at the book of Joshua and see how far we get. No, it's, it's there for a reason. Every word is there for a specific reason for us. So we said that God wants a choice from us, doesn't he? He doesn't just want us sitting on the fence. What he actually wants is a commitment, doesn't he? And there's a lot of us here that, that actually took that decision and took that commitment to, to follow God. 
you know, perhaps we sat with somebody, we stood with somebody, and we prayed the prayer to accept Jesus into our lives. And then when we think about that, that we've actually accepted Jesus into our lives, and what do we call it? We call it being saved, don't we? We call it born again. Sounds a bit of a weird thing, how can somebody be born again? You're born once and that's it. You know, when, when you're saved, when you're, you're what, 21, the next year you don't start out as one, do you? You're 22. You've moved on. But your actual physical and spiritual mind has been born again. There's something new. And then when, when we think about that, right, well, we've actually got to serve God now. We've got a decision to make. We don't want to be forced. This is something we're willing to do. We believe in God. We believe in the word. How are we going to respond to that? Do we just want to get to five, ten years of pretty much coasting? Not sitting on the fence, but not really going out there to serve the Lord, to choose to, to be a warrior for him. Amen. I know we, we can't all be uh, swinging from the rooftops and, and doing work here and doing there, but one of the phrases that is commonly said is that everybody's a missionary. You know, to be a missionary, you don't have to go to the far ends of Australia and work with some tribal people, do you? can be a missionary here in Keithley, can't you? Yeah. You know, sometimes it probably feels like there's a lot of tribes in Keithley. When you walk around and you go to all the different shops and the different areas, but that's part of, part of the church, isn't it? Look here and, well, even if you just look around now and see how many different na- nationalities are here. You know, my wife's Indian, I met her in India. I've got a little son, so he's half English, half Indian. If, you, if anybody ever decides to just have a look into children's work one day or crash and see how many different nationalities are there, it's quite incredible. One time when I was leading crash, I thought, well, this is quite a good idea because there wasn't any English kids there. So I thought, right, well, just before we start, we'll just have a little introduction and we'll see where everybody's from. So you've got, ah, oh, well, my mum and dad are from India, my mum and dad are from Zimbabwe. I asked Bala's son, Joseph, where's your mum and dad from? He said, Brazil. Uh, so he's quite like that he's quite quaint he's a cracking little guy when, uh, when you decide to speak to him so he's got an imagination but if you actually look there's was, there was no English kids in there um, sometimes when the Chinese gather amongst us um, which when they, when they tend to come they all come um, so I think one Sunday morning in Crash, we had about seven Chinese kids little kids and they're quite quiet you know when they're actually in that setting. They're not very boisterous, they're quite quiet. I'm thinking, right, I'm going to struggle here because I don't know the grasp of English. None of them are saying anything. So we speak to them. Uh, and they're still not really saying anything and I can't quite catch the accent. And I ask, uh, I ask one of them, is she okay? She's your sister, is she okay? And she says, oh yeah, she's a wee bit shy. <laughs> we were from Edinburgh. And I thought, flipping heck, I've spent the past ten minutes... Uh, tiptoeing around on eggshells trying to speak to them but again isn't it a bit of a funny thing that you know they've come all the way from Edinburgh I think just for this service you know they've obviously they met the other Chinese in the church and they'd come but through the Chinese gathering here telling them in Edinburgh about the church and what we do here they'd come and that's how it is isn't it that's we've got people amongst us who've come from what on the move quite a few of us I think those who don't know what on the movies, it's an outreach, isn't it? Into the, town of, into the town of Keithley. And people are brought into here. And it's quite incredible that there's people in here deciding, we as a church decide and choose to make a decision to actually go out into the centre of Keithley for what, 
three days, four days. Share our time, share, share our resources. Obviously, we feed people, don't we? We speak to them if they need to be spoken to. And that's a choice we make, not just to, to sit here in these four walls and meet together once a week or go to home group. To actually move out there and expand the kingdom of God. Because at the end of the day, that, that's the ultimate goal that we've got, isn't it? When, when you start to follow Christ, we want to move out there into the world, don't we? We want to speak to as many people as possible about God. We want to heal, we want to save lives. We want to get out there, don't we? We can't just stay sometimes in our own little lives and, and not really push the boundaries or the borders. It's not easy, is it, sometimes? You know, some of us aren't always natural talkers. Um, some of us aren't, you know, the type of people who can just go and sit next to somebody and that's it, strike up a conversation, start talking to them about God. And that's it, God wants us out of our comfort zones, doesn't he? doesn't just want us in the area where we feel, oh, well, nobody's going to see us here. We can sit down and be quiet. We can sit at the back every service. No one's going to see us. And in fact, when Jeff or perhaps anybody else re- wants somebody to read out a verse, I can duck down like that, make sure nobody sees me because I don't want to be reading out on a Sunday. That's not what it's about, is it? It's about really committing a decision to God. You know, again, the choices we make in life I've got a son, as you can probably hear him, and you'll probably hear him a bit more in a minute uh, when he starts crying. But that's a choice we made. He's not an accident. You know, something that me and my wife decided we wanted, wanted a child, and, and here he is nine months later. But that's a choice we made. But we have to deal with the responsibilities of him. You know, we have to deal with the, the great responsibility of, you know, everybody coming up to us and telling us how handsome he is and everybody wanting a hold of him. <laughs> we have to deal with the responsibility of looking after him at three o'clock in the morning. Um, and then you start to see how dark it is outside at that time. But that's the choices we make to, to have that, and you can't then look back, you know, we can't, can't give him back now, can we? Now that we've made that decision, you know, that, that sign you see where a dog's for life, not just for Christmas. You know, why? Because you've made a decision, so you commit to it, don't you? And I suppose if there's anything I could really say, is, um, a lot of what I've said... You know, you probably might not take in, might not think it's any good, but to actually go out there and push the boundaries, you know, the, the choices we make in life. I know I joked a bit about, uh, you know, what clothes you wear or what cereals you wear, but the actual real choices of life, how to, how to go out there and push the boundaries. There's people that sat here that have done, have done great things, amazing things. When you think the amount of times Wayne and Lillian have been to Zimbabwe, who would have thought a, a couple from Howarford have gone all the way over there However many times. That's the choice to go there, isn't it? You know, it's a choice to talk to somebody in Asda, like Shokit mentioned this morning, instead of just walking head down straight to whatever aisle you like to go to. Not thinking about anybody else, getting on the bus, not speaking to anybody, just having your earphones in. But that's not what it's about, is it? You know, we've got Priscilla with a shop. You know, could, could not have opened a shop, couldn't you, Priscilla? You could have just said, and what's that? Well, what's the shop for? It's for your charity, isn't it? So the proceeds go towards the charity. So it's something where instead of just waiting for things to happen, you've actually made a decision to go out and do something. So if we can all, even just take away tonight, the, the idea of actually going out there and doing something and choosing to do something for God. So that's great, isn't it? Well, let's just listen to that. She's <laughs> got a better voice than my accent anyway. It's all right. Yeah. Jesus did make the right choice for us, didn't he? Yeah. 
You know, we have the songs, and there's some great songs about God paying the ultimate price through the blood of Jesus. That's said a lot, isn't it? God paid a price for us. There was a ransom for our lives. Sometimes, you know, we'll be speaking to each other and, oh, well, I'm not that special. Well, actually, we are that special. We're all very special. It's not big-headed or, you know, choosing to boast about ourselves. But each one, is a, each one of us has been saved for a reason. That's right, isn't it? We're all special. We're all children of God. And we're all great people, aren't we? You know, instead of looking at our weaknesses or the things we don't do properly or the things we can't even think to do, why not look at the things that God's done for us and see if that can make us a better person? Again, if we just look back to 24 verse 15 in Joshua, just the last part of that, uh, which is what I'll close on, which is something really that kept, which caught me when I read it. It caught me so much, in fact, that I actually ch- uh, chose to speak about this rather than something else I'd prepared, because I just thought that verse has caught me, and I thought God, God was speaking to me through it, where it says, but for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. So that's the decision. Forget about everybody else. Forget about everybody at number 59 or number 61. Us at number 60 are going to serve the Lord. That's our house, my family, my people. That's a great verse, isn't it? It's a statement as well. It's a statement that just reaffirms our faith. And with that statement, it's not something that we can just sit back on, is it? If we're going to serve the Lord, then we serve the Lord, don't we? We don't serve him sitting down, sat in our houses all day. We serve him by going out there and getting out of our comfort zones. So I'll just leave you with that. If, obviously, I think Fraser said as well, if anybody wants prayer, it's on the right-hand side here. I'm sure we'll be happy enough to pray for you. So whether what I've said, you know, nobody takes in, just try and take in that, you know, if you've taken the decision to follow God, then get out there and serve him. Let's not sit down. Let's actually make a decision to move. Let's make a choice to get out there and serve him. Thank you.